0: Welcome to the Anthropology Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Walker. As a former naturopathic doctor and anthropologist, I align the intersection of personal performance, purpose, and innovative thinking in badass women working to change the world as entrepreneurs and go-getters. Anthropology is the study and science of what makes an entrepreneur think, feel, and perform in a path compelled by a vision for helping others, solving problems, while building a life on your own terms. Together, we are exploring the health, mindset, and strategies that distinguish the world's best entrepreneurs. This is the Anthropology Podcast. Welcome to episode 253 of the Anthropology Podcast. And this is coinciding with the last week of of 2021. And I don't know about you, but this is a year that I am, there have been lessons, there have been ups and downs. Um, but I, I I consider 2021 a fully depreciated asset. I am going to be able to look back and know that I learned things, but I am quite happy to package it up and stick it on the shelf uh, and move on to the blank slate of 2022. And, you know, every year I do an episode, I can say that now because I've been doing this long enough that every year uh, I do an episode right at the uh, right at the end of the year where I really kind of I kind of reflect over the course of the last year. I do this in my own life and i and I share this here um, and this time i I want to do that, but i I was I was trying to wrap my head around this this reflection and distill down um, these sort of pivotal moments in the year and I wrote about this recently on uh, Instagram because i I achieved a number of goals I've been really working hard. Uh, to achieve over the last few years. They came to fruition uh, this year. And there's a few more that I will know will come to fruition next year. Um, But what I realized in that is that many of the things that had been disguised as goals for me were actually just decisions. They were choices that I make. I had to make different choices to have immediate access to some of these things that I had wanted for a long period of time. And it's sort of in that vein that I want to reflect on 2021 um, and set some intentions um, moving into 2022. I want to and I want to approach this from a place of uh, of curiosity, uh, things I want to explore in the new year. Um, and I thought what I would do with respect to this current year, the closing off of 2021, is take you through um, some of the decisions that I made. And I thought all in all of these things, these were like goals, and none of these things are actually goals. They were decisions that resulted in, in an immediate return on investment uh, in my life. And that's one of the things I'd love to challenge you with as you are reflecting and looking into a new year is really making sure that you have a lens to distinguish what are the things that I want to see happen in 2022 that are actually associated with a decision versus I've got some steps and things I've got to go through uh, in order to realize them as goals. And that's not to say that decisions are easy. Um, uh, There isn't work involved in being able to make them. Um, But sometimes the things we're chasing in life are actually way easier to attain. We literally just have to make the decision. And so in reflection, there were five things that I made a decision to do differently in 2021 uh, that actually had a really profound effect on my life and, and how I felt. The first one was a very conscious decision to turn off mainstream news and this started i've heard entrepreneurs have talked about this forever They're like i don't watch the news uh and i i really resisted that i was like i don't agree with that if i don't know what's happening in the world I i like i can't dream up ideas related to it or i don't have i don't have um that breadth of information i felt a sense of responsibility to know that but what i realized is that i can still inform myself around what's happening in the world but it doesn't have to come from the main stream media and that's the that's the conscious part of that intention here is I wanted to start to acquire in particular acquire through reading not through the music and the fanfare and the news alerts and the and the complete physiological and neurochemical engagement uh, and augmentation of the news mm-hmm. but just by by reading the news and reading the words completely changed my relationship to the state of fear that is pervasive in the world and so I made the decision to to stop watching and listening to mainstream news. And I could immediately feel this decrease in this inherent uh, fear sensitization uh, within my body. Not that I was ever scared at the beginning, but sometimes I would find my my nervous system firing and I couldn't exactly place why it was. And it was because I was all revved up about something that was happening in some primary election in some state I knew nothing about that had no bearing on my life. And so uh, I really consciously stepped out of it. I made the decision to stop uh, listening and watching mainstream news. The second decision I made my, for myself in 2021 that had a profound effect, listen, I made lots of choices that didn't. So I'm, I'm sharing the highlights as one does in the online space, um, is that I, I just chose to go to bed earlier. And while I don't always fall asleep earlier, and sometimes I, I keep reading a little bit longer, I put myself in the environment where it was much easier to go to sleep than you know, popping some popcorn and sitting on the couch and, and turning on Billions or some other binge-worthy television. So I removed myself from the environment that made that easy, and put myself in an environment that going to would make going to sleep easier. And it's made a huge difference. It's made a huge difference in my sleep scores. It's made a huge difference in how I feel in the morning. And it's made a massive difference in how I treat my family between 6 a.m. and 10 a.m. There's probably so many additional residual benefits from that. But I've really consciously given myself permission uh, and space and ease to restore every single day. And I have the gift of like, when I decide to go to sleep, I can just fall asleep. I know not everyone has that, but I do. Um, And I wanted to stop taking advantage of that and really lean into this idea of going to bed, making a superpower for me. The third decision I made was I really, by and large, like 99% effective here, have stopped drinking red wine. And I love wine. I like toyed with like, looking at courses around, you know, being a sommelier, I thought it'd be a super fun thing to explore and I still might. Um, but what I, I can't drink red wine and stay awake. And this has been going on for the last five years. And just like the slightest little sip. Well, I love it. I don't, I just don't, I don't feel well almost instantly, almost pervasively. And I might recommit to trying to find the red wines and the cause of it. But for the for the moment, the decision I made was to stop, uh, stop drinking it. Uh, and it immediately improved my, uh, my quality of life. Um, and it you could input any word or any type of food or any kind of consumption to replace that red wine thing. But really, it was about when I, when I intuitively just knew something was not being enjoyed by my body on a cellular level, I took it out. Um, and so the challenge for everybody and hearing that is like, what things do you just intuitively know are not good for you that you could make a decision to remove starting today. The fourth decision that I made, this was a big one. This, I feel like took me years to take. This is what I'm saying. Not all decisions are immediate, but it had to be a decision for me. Um, and that was, I decided to lean into, this idea of difficult conversations. So I was really aware that I was constantly on a detour in my life because I didn't want to have awkward or sad or confronting conversations, whether that was with work or that was with family or that was, uh, anywhere. And, um, I really, uh, I really just made a decision that uh, I was tired of doing these circuitous routes and this extra emotional work or hanging on to something that was really bothering me because I didn't want to have difficult conversations. And so I would really intentionally put that difficult conversation on my calendar and I knew it would be coming up and I would in my head really talk myself through what's the worst that can happen. And it's usually a feeling Um, and, uh, I would sit with that and I did a lot of work with that this year because I knew for me to continue to grow that it's not every once in a while, or maybe never again, that I will have a difficult conversation. It's going to happen. It's going to happen a lot. Uh, and how I approach those and how I handle them when they come upon me, um, suddenly, or when I have to drive them intentionally, uh, it would significantly increase my quality of life if I started to work around the mindset I needed to have in those conversations, how to not take things personally, how to listen to that Uh, How to listen to that other side. If my husband's listening to this, he's going to say I have a little bit of work to do on listening to the other side. I would argue that's still just with him. Um, But it's a work in progress. But it's something I intentionally uh, decided that I wanted to uh, get better at uh, because I didn't like the feeling of not being good at it. So it is a work in progress that I decided to focus on in 2021. And lastly, similarly to that vein, um, I decided to get better. Uh, my fifth decision was making the decision to stand up for myself when I felt that there was injustice happening to me. And the context for that is throughout the course of my life, I've been really good at, you know, if someone else was, uh, someone else was in pain or going through something and I could bear some of that pain for them or not share how I'm feeling in a certain situation because I made assumptions around how that would make them feel, uh, I just decided to own my displeasure or own the injustice. Um, and I just I made the decision that it is also possible to stand up for myself and do it in a compassionate manner. That waiting until I was so frustrated and so angry that I uh, lashed out or walked away or handled it in some other uh, less evolved way. Um, that I I really could uh, stand up for my needs and speak to uh, and self advocate around my own needs um, and know that that wasn't necessarily going to take away from the other person's experience and also that I could do it in such a way that it was still compassionate um, and it was still coming from a loving place. And I was able to then start to stand up for myself, not when I got so angry uh, that I lashed out immaturely, similar to the difficult conversation piece, but again, that I could just compassionately share how, um, what I needed, the boundaries that I was having, uh, having in place. And it felt really good. It felt really good to do that. Um, And I will continue to refine that skill. So those were five things upon reflection, like five decisions that I had made uh, this year that really actually were starting to have a profound influence on my life. And you know, those questions, what would you tell your younger self? Um, and I put this on a list of 25 things I want to teach my kids, but one of them being uh, learning how to have difficult conversations. If I could have learned to do that earlier in my life, I could have accelerated in certain areas uh, that I circumvented around. But it, most importantly, what it would have done is is just decreased my anxiety and brought me peace of mind in so many situations uh, that really riled me up. So it's something I'm going to continue to lean into because I want to teach my kids how they can uh, how they can do that too, how to have those compassionate conversations. So, you know, on this notion of decisions, as I look into 2022, I recognize, huh, there's some decisions I could probably work towards and some ideas and explorations and curiosities that I can throw down on the table as I move into the new year. And so I want to share that my intention for 2022, the, I always pick a word. I know we, we all do this in the online space, maybe in like real life too. Um, I, the word I've picked for 2022 is expand. And I'm kind of, like really feeling that and really loving it because it, it can apply to the sort of the tangible expansion of, of what I want to do with my work and what I want to shift in the podcast. Just you wait, there's fun things coming. Um, but it also actually refers to what I'm, I'm feeling and longing for internally in my own, in my own growth, um, is really sort of taking some things to the next level. And so with that intention of expansion, uh, in mind, there are a few things I'm going to lean into from a state of curiosity or decision-making in 2022. And I want to share with you those five things. And so the first thing is this um, idea of setting boundaries. And so I've gotten much more clear with my schedule around what I want to handle and what I want to take on, what time of day I want to start uh, leaning into work, what kind of people I'm willing to take on and allow into my personal uh, personal space and my, my personal strategy consulting space. Um, and really being mindful of how not having those boundaries has has enabled some festering resentment, uh, to start to emerge. I don't, I don't want that. I don't want that in my body. I don't want it in my schedule. Um, and so I'm going to take responsibility for that by setting some boundaries. Now talk about taking responsibility. This next one has nothing to do with that. Um, however, I just want to declare it here, um, that I am going to commit. I'm going to commit to learning more about not necessarily doing learning more about, um, wait for it tiktok i know we just went from boundaries to tiktok currently when i turn on tiktok i want to vomit um it i feel like my my brain cells are literally popping in front of me partly because it's so darn addictive really quickly like people are doing some smart cool creative fun stuff on tiktok and well yes i will always argue from a business consulting perspective you should be on a platform where you know your demographic is hanging out my feeling on tiktok Tic Tac. I like Tacs too. My feeling on on watching uh, TikTok's evolution, watching where they're marketing and how they're marketing, and and what marketing companies they're paying to show up in front of, is that this is actually poised to be a massive platform that, with a few simple pivots and change in marketing dollars, can change the demographic they're going after. Um, and so, I I suspect I will regret sticking to my guns uh, around not wanting to be on TikTok, and so I'm going to explore it. I'm going to explore it. And I will let you know when that I pull the trigger on that piece, because um, I'd love for you to hang out with me along that uh, journey. Um, and I'm also just I'm really conscious about sharing that um, I am resisting this. I'm having some temper tantrums about it. Um, and that's OK. It's OK to step out of our comfort zone. So I'm, I'm consciously doing that. A number eight. Diametrically opposed, energetically from TikTok, is uh, or number three, however you want to look at it, um, is I, I really want to lean into this year of exploring and spending time in and committing to meditation, breath work, and learning more about the role of psychedelics in healing. And um, there's a massive body of research, obviously, uh, on the first. Two, there is an increasing body of knowledge around the third. And I'm, I'm really interested. I'm really interested in not, I'm not talking about psychedelics, like taking psychedelics in the sixties and people making horrific decisions and the pure hedonistic pleasure of taking, um, taking drugs they shouldn't take. I'm not talking about that. I'm actually talking about the refined knowledge we have around psychedelics and plant medicine and its role in in healing traditions around the world for thousands of years. I want to learn more about that uh, this year. It's a conversation I've had uh, with a lot of people recently, and it's something that I'm really interested in exploring at this phase of my life. And then there's, la- there's two last pieces. So um, the fourth... Element is, you know, in that meditation and in that breath work and in my own evolution, I really want to embrace this idea of forgiveness. And I, I shared with someone this week that I have a, um, I have a daily forgiveness uh, practice that I go through. I also have uh, the genetic makeup and neurochemistry where I don't hold on to. I don't hold on to little things so I'm not the person who will call you six months later and be like remember that time you did this and then bring it up every time it literally it just vanishes from my my memory pool but those are always the little things like the the big betrayals those big ones those things are things I think we universally have to work towards removing and I did a great podcast this year with Dr. Debbie Silber about this notion of betrayal Um, and there's a few pieces of forgiveness some of which are with myself that I really want to work through and release uh, into the universe this year or integrate into who I am and not, uh, not still have them sitting there. So that's something I'm really going to consciously explore and work through and work through with, with the assistance of other people. Um, because there are things that are going to get in the way I know of my constant and ongoing growth. And lastly, lastly, I want to have more fun. I want to to have more fun. So one thing I'm really good at is I can put my head down and I can just, I can work. Um, that is something I have never had any uh, reservation or incapacity around. Um, but sometimes when I get too, I can get too focused and I I lose and forget to have fun along the way. And I talk about play all the time. We put a slide in the middle of our house. Like This is an important value to me and I really have to consciously cultivate and curate it uh, in my life. And so for all of you who know me, just know that one of my big intentions for 2022 is to have more fun. If you feel like you have a role to play in accelerating my access to fun, please don't please don't hesitate in reaching out to me and letting me know uh, that you would like to be a part of that. Because um, I am looking to party in 2022 in in all states of uh, in all states of being. I just want to. I want to practice taking life a little bit uh, less seriously, which I feel like is a lesson um, we could all take out of 2020 and 2021. So on that note, I didn't mean to make this all about me. What I wanted to do, my intention behind this list was really to just uh, provide some ideas, some content on the table uh, that you could pick up if it uh, is helpful to you uh, to remind everyone and to know like I'm in it with you this week, as we set intention walking into a uh, new year and that I'm really excited about some of the things we're going to bring uh to you, uh, as we move into this year, there's, there's, we are 253 episodes into this podcast, Uh, we're going to make some big changes in how I deliver content on this platform. I'm really excited about some of the direction that, uh, that we are going to, uh, that we're going to move. And I'm going to explore and it is in the vein of, of fun, it is in the vein of having uh, interesting and intriguing conversations. And uh, we're going to try some new things. I'm excited to take you on that journey with me. Uh, Like always, if you want to hang out with some like-minded people, um, then follow along definitely here. It's easier to do that if you are able to leave us a review on Spotify or Apple or wherever you happen to listen to uh, podcasts. And if you want to hang out with a cohort, a collective of people um, who are interested in the same things as you, entrepreneurship and, and creativity and mindset and health optimization, you are always welcome to join us inside the Anthropology Collective, our free Facebook group. So I'm wishing all of you on that note, an incredible end to the year, a brilliant start to 2022. I'm wishing you and all of your families an amazing and happy new year. And we will see you. We will see you and hear you and chat next year.